2025. Somebody say others. Say it like you mean it, others. All right, Matthew 25. Verse 31, the Bible says that, But when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will, he will sit upon his glorious throne. All nations will be gathered in his presence and he will separate the people as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. Then he will place the sheep on his right hand and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those who are on his right, Come, you are blessed of, by my father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the creation of the world. For I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger and you invited me into your home. I was naked and you gave me clothing. I was sick and you cared for me. I was in prison and you visited me. Then these righteous ones will reply, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink or a stranger and show you hospitality or naked and gave you clothing when did we ever see you sick or in prison and visited you and the king will say i say i tell you the truth when you did it to one of these this these one of the least of these my brothers and sisters, you were doing it for me. Then the king will turn to those who are on the left and say, Away with you, you cursed ones, into eternal fire prepared for the devil and his demons. For I was hungry and you did not feed me. I was thirsty and you didn't give me a drink. I was a stranger and you did not invite me into your home. I was naked and you did not give me clothing. I was sick and in prison and you didn't visit me. Then they will reply, Lord, did we ever see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and not help you? And he said, I tell you the truth. When you refuse to help the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were refusing to help me. Hallelujah. Then they will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous will go into eternal life. Here ends the reading of his holy word. Well, unfortunately, this is not my text for today, but I felt that I needed to give us a little intro into the whole month. We will do a detailed introduction on Sunday. But the, every examination that you are go, ever going to sit in life, there's a clear uh, scheme, marking scheme, if you like. There's a clear uh, criteria that the examiners are looking for. Do you understand what I'm saying? You can answer any question that you like. But if you don't answer the question that has been set, your answers don't mean anything. 
you know, the person who was going to uh, studying for biology, and all he had studied was a bed, or, or he had studied, yeah, he had studied a bed, and they brought, what did they bring? They brought uh, a question on what? A tree. And then he says, well, trees are on the earth, and birds sit on trees. At this juncture, one may ask, what is a bird? And then he gave everything he knew about birds. Their respiratory system, their digestive system, their... Uh, no, that is not the question that you were asked. Hallelujah. Now, Jesus is saying, this, these words, if, if the Bible you are using is in red, you see that these words are red. They are red letter words, which means that they are words that were spoken by Jesus. Am I making sense? Jesus himself spoke this word, and he says that when the king comes and he sits in glory, he's going to gather his sheep from the goats as a shepherd separates sheep from the goats. And he's going to tell the, the, the ones in the sheepfold that, listen, you are blessed. You have met the criteria. And they say, how did we meet the criteria? And he says that you looked after others. And so you are blessed. Then he turns to the, the, the goats and he says that you are cursed into eternal damnation. And they say, how, did, how are you cursed now? What did we do? And he says that because you did not take care of others. Hallelujah. Without preaching Sunday's message, I want to tell you that the birth of selfishness was the birth of demons or Satan and his will on the earth. Hello? The reason why Jesus is saying that the quest, only one question is going to be asked or one criteria would determine whether you pass or not. And it's very simple. It's about what you do with others. Because when God created Adam and he gave him dominion over the birds of the air, over the things that creep on the earth, over the fish that in the sea, he gave Adam a certain spirit. And that spirit was to look after everything else. Have dominion. The word dominion, I think I was talking to some people uh, after church on Sunday, and I was saying that authority is not something that is given for rulership. Authority is for responsibility. If I have my grandchildren and I bring my grandchildren and I say, Minister Bilia, take care of my grandchildren, what have I given her? I have given her responsibility. But at the same time, somebody can turn around and say that I have given Mr. Bilia authority. Because responsibility equals authority. Do you understand what I'm saying? You don't have authority unless you have responsibility. And responsibility is never for you. 
Uh, are you, are you getting Responsibility is always for somebody else or something else. If I have a dog and I bring the dog to you and I say, look after the dog, I'm traveling. I want you to take care of the dog. I've given you authority over my dog. But there is it's a responsibility. You have to show love, care, attention, feed my dog. Am I making sense? So you see that God, when he gave Adam authority over the earth, what he had given to Adam was not rulership, was not uh, making him the boss or the lord over the earth, but he gave Adam responsibility. Am I making sense? Adam only had responsibility, and in the responsibility, he got authority. But the authority was not what it was meant for. It was meant to cater so the spirit of God, the nature of God thinks about others. And not about themselves. When the serpent came into the scene and he says to Eve, Has God said you shouldn't eat of any tree in the in the garden? Eve says. God has said that we can eat of every tree except this one. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And Satan or, or the, the serpent said to Eve, is it not that God knows that in the day you eat of this tree, you will be as wise as God? Is it not because he knows that when you eat this tree of this tree, you will be just like him. And because he doesn't want you to be like him, that's why he says don't eat it. But eat it. And the Bible says, and when Eve saw, give me that scripture, Luke chapter, uh, sorry, Genesis chapter 2. When Eve saw that the tree was good for food, one, are, are you there? Sorry, three. Six, he says, the woman was convinced. She saw that the tree was beautiful and its fruit looked delicious. The birth of selfish. Immediately, the woman saw that the tree was good for food and pleasant to the eyes. A tree desirable. Go on quickly. A tree desirable, then desirable to eat. Make one wise. The tree was desirable to make one what? Wise. And she took it and ate it. Tree is nice. The fruit looks very good to eat. When I eat it, I would like it. It will make me feel all right. Are you getting it? One that will make me... Remember what made Lucifer fall in, in Isaiah 14. It says, for I will ascend unto the throne. I will lift up and make my throne above the, the hills like God. I, I, you see, you count about five different eyes in that passage alone. The birth of selfishness. 
is the introduction of Satan. Are you with me? And it's also the introduction of our failure as Adam on the earth. When you read on in this passage, it says that when he, she ate it and gave her husband who also ate. And when God came in the cool of the day and he says, Adam, Adam, where are you? And he, Adam says that I was naked and I was afraid, so I hid myself. What did God say? Adam, what is this that you have done? Verse 11. Who told you you were naked? Have you eaten of the tree which I commanded you not to eat? Because now Adam had succumbed to the nature of Satan. The birth of selfishness is the birth of failure for you and I. Am I making sense? The worst human being you can marry is a selfish person. The worst child you can ever have is a selfish child. The worst friend you can ever have is a selfish friend. The worst church member any pastor can have is a selfish church member. Hallelujah. See, uh, you're already becoming very quiet and very sad. <laughs> I don't know whether I'm trying hard not to preach Sunday's sermon today because today's sermon has nothing, to, but I have to introduce the topic anyway. Hallelujah. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So when you become a Christian and all you think about is what will benefit you and what, remember you have the nature of Satan. All your prayer is about you, your family, your children, your, the things that concern you. Everything you think about is what, you can, what will make you happy, what will, will benefit you. You are exhibiting the nature of Satan. Which means that you have failed. Because the nature of God is the nature of living for others. It's the nature of being responsible on the earth. Hallelujah. Remember I said that I've given my grandkids to Beulah. Now, I cannot be in the house because I have to be elsewhere. So I called Beulah and I said to Beulah, come and babysit my grandkids. And I leave Beulah in charge. I give Beulah everything that she needs. Money in case the children need food. A nice house. I warm the house out. And all those things that I'm doing, I'm doing those things for a reason. The reason is that so that it will help Beulah to take responsibility of my children. 
But here's Beulah. All she's thinking about is why didn't I give, can I add two more, uh, what do you call it, fruit juice? She needs, uh, 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 can I order, um, what do you call it, Nando's. I need this, I need that. And she's thinking about, you know, I, I need uh, extra pillows. I need extra this, I need extra. And she leaves my children. Whose reason she was in the house in the first place? She leaves the kids in the kitchen. They are playing and then they hurt themselves. And there is a, a fire in the kitchen. And one of them gets burnt. And she is busy thinking about extra Nando's. Extra, no, I need a, a portable heater in this room because when I leave the living room and I come to this room to stretch, this room is too cold. So I need extra uh, heating here. I need this, I need that. That is how we sound like when we are praying for things. Without realizing that the reason why God gives us all the things he gives us is not for our sake. With that said, today's message is entitled, Saved to Save Others. Someone say, Saved to Save Others. Our salvation is not for us. You see, throughout the month, we will look at the things we are enjoying and the real purpose of the things that we are enjoying. You understand what I'm saying? Because, like I said, the reason why Beulah is in my house is not because Beulah is so beautiful. It's not because Beulah is the best person. Because if Beulah had decided not to take the opportunity to look after my grandkids, I probably would have gotten Charity or Martina or Sandra or uh, uh, Paniel or somebody else to take care of the kids. Are you getting what I'm saying? So if Beulah comes into my house and to enjoy all the things that are in the house, she must understand that there's a reason why I am here and not charity. And so she must take care of responsibility first. Then authority and all the enjoyment comes. So in Matthew chapter 6 verse 33, it says that seek ye first what? The reason why you are here. Seek ye first the interest of the one who has given you all these things. I'm not making sense. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and it's his what? Righteousness. His righteousness is that he doesn't want anyone to perish. His righteousness is that everyone will make it. Hallelujah. And then he says that when you do that, then everything else that you are looking for, I will give it to you. But it is not the benefit before the work. If you are an employer and you have an employee and all they are interested in is their monthly salary and their benefits and their pension and their, uh, what do you call it, gym membership, and all those things. And they are fighting for all the pecs. And they never said to do the work. What would, you, what would you do? 
Hello? <laughs> you fire the person. First Corinthians 9. First Corinthians 9, 16 to 23. He says, yet the good news or the gospel is not something I can boast about. I am compelled by God to do it. How terrible for me if I didn't preach the gospel. In the King James says that necessity is laid upon me. Yes, woe is me if I do not preach the gospel. Hallelujah. What then is my reward or what is my pay? It is the opportunity to preach the good news without charging anyone. That is why I never demand my rights when I preach the good news. Even though I am free, I'm a free man with no master, I have become a slave to all people to bring many to Christ. Now, this is somebody who knew his purpose. His purpose was to take responsibility. Are you with me? And he says that necessity is laid upon me. Woe is me if I don't take care of the reason why I have been brought here. I need to take care of why I'm here. Are you getting what I'm saying? Can I give you six reasons why you must preach the gospel every day of your life to other people? Hallelujah. Number one. Don't worry, we'll be going home soon. We are compelled by God to preach the gospel to others because the Lord does not want any to perish. We are compelled to preach to others because the Father does not want any to preach, to perish. Do you know that as the reason why I have brought Beulah into my house to take care of my grandkids is because I don't want any harm to come to them. Isn't that right? So I bring a babysitter into my house to look after my, my grandchildren. Hello? That's the only reason. Otherwise, if my grandchildren could look after themselves, do you think I'll bring Beulah here? Are you understanding what I'm saying? It doesn't make sense. He doesn't want any to perish. He doesn't, they are all his children. He wants them looked after. And so, the only reason why he can get people to look after his children is to make sure that Beulah is safe. You understand what I'm saying? I need Beulah to look after my grandkids. So say, for instance, Beulah is supposed to be working. And then I say to Beulah, please cancel your shift. I will pay you twice what you would have gotten if you went to work. I have bought the salvation of Beulah. You understand what I'm saying? And I paid twice for her. Do you think I paid twice for Beulah's time just because I like her face? Are you getting what I'm saying? I bought Beulah's time because I needed her to look after my grandchildren. 
That is why I paid for her. So if Beulah doesn't understand why she has been given that amount of money, and she, because of the money, the money goes into her head, and she starts doing, uh, what do you call it, uh, Amazon sale, doing, looking for Black Friday things. When she is in the house to look after the children, then she stands a chance of becoming a goat. Unfortunately, we as Christians, that's how we become. And especially the new age Christian, the Christian of the latter day saints, the prosperity message, the gospel, uh, gospel of prosperity has made us forget the reason why we were saved in the first place. So now it's almost as if we are not compelled to preach the gospel. You can go through the whole year and you never hear the, a pastor in the church preach the message I'm preaching. Then you go five years, and it's all about how God will uh, supply your need, how God will give you money, how God will make life easier for you, how God will give you more benefits. What about the responsibility? Nobody cares about benefit unless the responsibility is fulfilled. Am I making sense? Like this. The, uh, the church members, oh, what would we get? Pastor preach another message, but why am I wasting all my energy and my time preaching to you these type of words? Is it so that you have more knowledge? No. It's so that you go out there and take responsibility to make sure that others also come to hear what you are hearing. That is all. Hallelujah. It is not about authority, Adam. It's about responsibility. Maybe the, the people who wrote the language dominion in, uh, give me a first, uh, first chapter in Genesis 27. Genesis 1, 27. Maybe the ones who interpreted the word didn't do a good job. They emphasized on the authority rather than responsibility. So, no, no, go, go back. Let's double back. Let us make man. Let, look for let us make man. Uh, 20, 26. Pre, go to 26. God said, let us make man in our own image, according to our likeness, and let them have, you see, the word dominion is what is confusing us. That word is supposed to be responsibility, not dominion. Let them have responsibility over the fish, over the birds, over the cattle. Because, see, even though God is God, God is more interested about keeping us. Bible says that he makes the rain to fall on the just and unjust alike. He is thinking about responsibility. Even though he knows that some people are unjust, he knows that one day they can turn around. So in the interim, give them rain. Am I making sense? He, make, he makes sure that good things happen to bad people and, 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 and good people as well. Hallelujah. Because he's thinking about responsibility. Hallelujah. It's about responsibility. When did I see you naked? When did I see you sick? When did I see you in prison? 
as you took care of others, you were replicating my the, 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 the reason, the spirit behind my creating Adam. Hallelujah. Are, are you understanding? So the first reason why we are saved is not so that we come and boss and ask for more things, but so that we can also be the Jesus that somebody else will ever see. Somebody may never know Jesus and may never see Jesus. But he saved you and put you where he has put you so that you can be the Jesus that somebody else will see. So if you go there and you refuse to talk about Jesus, you are becoming like Beulah. Who came to the house, ate and drank, watched TV, watched Netflix, ordered because I left my credit card with her. So she ordered Chinese, ordered Nando's, ordered, uh, uh, what do you call it, ice cream. She was just ordering. And she forgot that the reason why she had a credit card in the first place, the reason why she was in the house in the first place, was to look after my grandchildren. I think it's a very easy sermon to understand. Hallelujah. The blessing we are enjoying, the salvation. Listen, how many of your brothers are not saved? And what makes you different from them? I don't know about you, but I have some crazy brothers. They are not right. They are are not right. And maybe God's grace fell on me because God knew that I would think about others and they may not think about others. That is why he decided to save me. So it will be a mistake that now that I'm saved, I will not do the work. So Paul says that necessity is laid upon me Woe is me when I do not preach the gospel. Because the only person who is responsible for preaching the gospel is me. The only person who is responsible for looking after my grandchildren in the house is who? It's Beulah. Chapter 3, 9. We are compelled by God to preach the gospel. Somebody say, I am compelled. Or say like, I mean, I am compelled by God to preach the gospel. If I receive blessings from God, if I receive healing from God, if I receive good things from God, then I must understand that I have a a, a responsibility. And my responsibility is to preach to others. Hallelujah. How come we are enjoying his blessings, but we don't want to do the uh, responsibility? Hello? How many will say that being saved was the best thing that ever happened to you? Give me a wave. I mean, I can tell you 
for free that had it not been but for Christ, I would be dead long ago. Me, I can tell you. Because when I look at where I come from, there are two things that happens to the boys in my family. You either die or you lose your mind. Yeah, two, that's the option. So either die or you become a drug addict or you, you go crazy. I have four brothers, including my, me, five boys from my house. And the options out of the four boys is either death or on drugs or crazy. So if I have anything like a normal mind, then I am one out of five that is enjoying a mental balance. A sort of mental balance. And a, a sort of a life. I, I don't know about you. I'm talking about my family. Yeah. So it would be very, very silly on my part to think that, oh, it's because I'm clever. It's because, because really, out of the five boys, I'm the the one who is the, what's the word? The, 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 no, I'm the worst academically out of the five boys. I have an equation I'll show you when we get home. If flu equals flown, then grew equals what? X. So find X. Somebody work the mathematical equation. To find, it means X. I'll, I'll show you the equation where we go. <laughs> the, the, the guy used mathematics to find. <laughs> I'll show you where we go. Anyway. First Peter, first Peter 3. Are we there? First Peter 3. Second Peter, sorry. Second Peter 3. The Lord isn't really being slow about his promise. The Lord is not slack concerning his promises. As something slackness, but is long-suffering towards us, not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. Hallelujah. He's not slack. He wants everybody to come to repentance, and that is why he has saved you. That is why he saved me. So that we will go and make sure that others are also saved. So from today, when you go chasing somebody to bring them to church, or you go chasing somebody to speak the word of God, to, to bring salvation to them, know that you are only taking care of responsibility. Hallelujah. When you never do that and you are thinking about yourself all the time, remember that Satan has come to you. When the snake came, what did he say? It's about you. Eat so that you'll be as wise as God. Eat so that you become like God. Eat so that you outsmart God. It's about you, 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 you. Hallelujah. 
thinking, all your prayer is about you. All you are praying, your your fasting, your fasting is for you. You go to the pastor, pastor pray for me. That is enjoying the privileges without taking care. I think the picture I've I've painted is the best, best picture. I bring Beulah into my house. I give Beulah my credit card. There's no limit on the credit card. Spend spend it so long. And remember, I've already bought her time. She was supposed to go to work. I told Beulah, how much do you get paid a a day? And Beulah says, I get paid 100 pounds a day. I said to Beulah, I'll pay 300 pounds a day. Call your your boss and tell your boss you are not coming in because today I want you to take care of my grandchildren. So already Beulah has 300 pounds in her pocket. And then I, not only that, I bring Beulah into my house and then I give Beulah my credit card that I'm going away. My grandchildren, sometimes they, when the ice cream van comes, they want ice cream. Sometimes they want pizza. Sometimes they want, I don't know what they want. So you take this and then you do whatever you want. Whilst you are in my house, I don't want you to be hungry. So get this credit card. Whatever. Don't worry about the amount you will spend on it. It's okay. Just, just make sure you take care of my grandchildren. And then as soon as Beulah enters the house, says Netflix. He says, I need Nando's. He says, no, I need uh, uh, pizza. I need, uh, 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 what do you call it? I need to change my shoes. I need to change my... You see, I'm bored if I had a husband. So you get, you buy a husband. You get all these things. And you leave my children, my grandchildren, the reason why I brought you in the house in the first place you leave them in the kitchen and then you didn't bat them. You didn't do anything for them. And they were playing with fire and the fire burnt one of them. And I come to the house and I see all the nice things you are enjoying with my credit card. And the one child that I wanted you to take care of, that child is now maimed. Fire. What do you think I would do? So he says that you are all goats. Go here. The ones who took care of others, you are sheep. Come here. He says, when did we see you hungry and didn't feed you? Have you forgotten that the reason I brought you to my house was to look after my grandchildren? And my grandchildren is me. The little ones um, is me. They are a representation of me. So the authority I'm giving you is because of responsibility. That's why it's very, very sad when you come to a church like this. You enjoy the benefits. You don't give your offering because it's about your pockets. You are thinking, I have to 
I have to pay this. I have to pay that. This is my salary. If I give my tithe and I give my offering, uh, I won't be able to buy the shoe that I want to buy. You know, I'm going on holiday, so I'm thinking, you see, now I've taken the, the message somewhere. You see, you're, you're feeling uncomfortable. Have you seen you feel uncomfortable? He says that bring ye the offerings, bring ye the food into my storehouse so that there'll be meat in my house and prove me herewith. If I will not open the, if you take care of responsibility, I will give you authority. It's not authority. Before, after, I will think about responsibility. No, no. Take care. Seek you first. Responsibility. Then you gain authority. Adam, I am sending you upon the earth so that you have responsibility. And with your responsibility comes authority or dominion. Because I don't want all to perish. Number two reasons why we are compelled We are safe to save others. God is compelling us to preach. The word compel means to drive. Forcefully. Amen. Ezekiel 33 verse 7 says that, Now, son of man, I am making you a watchman for Israel, for the people of Israel. Therefore, listen to what I say and warn them for me. If I announce that some wicked people are sure to die and you fail to warn them, to tell them to change their ways, then they will die in their sins and I will hold you responsible for their death. Ezekiel 33. I'm reading verse 8 now. If I announce to the wicked people, you are sure to die, and you fail to tell them to change their ways, then they will die in their sins, and I will hold you responsible. Give me the NLT, okay? I'm reading the NLT. Don't confuse us with New King James. Hallelujah. If you fail to tell them to change their ways, I will hold you what? If I come to the house and my children, my grandchildren are hurt, who will I hold responsible? I hope you are responsible. Why? Because I left her in charge. Verse 9 says that, but if you want them to repent and they don't repent, they will die in their sins but you would have saved yourself. If Beulah came, if I came and Beulah said, oh, I warned them. I took care of them. But they rebelled. Then it's on them. Are you with me? So you see, when you go and preach the gospel, you are saving yourself, not them. Am I making sense? Yeah. When you fail to tell somebody on the bus, Jesus loves you. And they perish. Their blood is on us. In law, ignorance is no defense. 
And especially now that you know. You see that the servant that didn't know the will of the master and disobeyed, they will receive light stripes, light, light kings. Pastor Sam, please look for that scripture for me. They think I'm lying. The servant who did not know what the master said. And they did, they did the wrong thing. They received light stripes. But the servant who knew and did not obey, they will receive great stripes. Hey, do I have Bible scholars here? Sorry? Luke 12, 47. I want you to see that scripture. So today, now that you know, you have no excuse. Can you imagine if God is caning your bottom? Luke 12, are you there? 38, 48, 47, 48. Quickly, are you awake? Luke 12. The servant who knew the master's will and did not prepare himself or do according to his will, he shall be beaten with many kings. Beaten with many stripes. But the servant who did not know yet committed things deserving of kings shall be beaten with few stripes. In case you thought it was not in the Bible. Now you know. So today, the lesson that I wanted you to take from here is that all the benefits we enjoy as children of God is for a reason. And the reason is others. Stand to